0: The rest of the Saudi group. Give me one email and I will stop this. Who's in the Saudi group?
1: What's the target? Where was the last time you saw bin Laden? Where was the last time you saw bin Laden, huh? You
0: know, when you lie to me, I hurt you. Welcome to Generation Loss. I'm Brynn and that's Jeremy and this I... is the show where we watch movies. <laughs> How was your week?
1: Uh not good. No. Not bad either. Good. I mean, it's <laughs> look, we're both neck deep in the in the political in the, poli- news in the politicking and, whatever, and like I feel like everybody who listens to this is yeah. and I don't know, maybe it's maybe maybe it'll be like a nice escape from it. To not talk about it.
0: <laughs> I think everything is fine.
1: I think everything is fine and great. I and... think things,
0: not great, but I feel like, as I said on my other politics show, mm-hmm. Beep Beep
1: <laughs> Oh, that one.
0: The one that I'm on. Uh, if you thought that Bernie Sanders was going to be ahead of every state and win every state, I don't know why you would think that. That's not what the polls showed. <laughs> yeah. he. That's not how politics works. Like, literally no p- primary has ever worked that way. Like, no one has just been a landslide. Like, even the last time, when it was like, we're coronating Queen Hillary Clinton, it wasn't Hillary wins a landslide. Yeah. That's not what happened.
1: Even when, even when, uh, like, Nixon and Reagan won, like, huge landslide victories, they didn't, ne- they never got every single one of them.
0: No, that's not how it works.
1: So... Whatever you win some, you lose some. We're talking about fucking movies.
0: Yeah, he's he's double-digit delegates behind, and that's fine. Yeah. There's so many more states left to go. But also, we're recording this on uh, Thursday, and hundreds of delegates haven't been reported yet. Yeah. Like, I feel like people keep, like, saying, like, oh, he lost this many delegates. Like, we won't know until fucking next Tuesday. Yeah, Like... Hun, like that. literally, to, almost 150 delegates just in California aren't allocated yet.
1: Is it even on that Thursday? I think it's more.
0: It might be even more, but I thought it was. I was going to say 200, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. But it's a lot. So it's, it's like we don't even lot. know he's actually behind. <laughs> yeah. Like we could, he could have come out slightly on top in this thing, but the media is trying to control the narrative, so it's fine. Who cares? It's fucking fine. Just what's disappointing to me is a lot of people. Who are who are do not understand and just believe the media narrative. It's like they haven't been paying attention for the past year. Yeah. That I they're mean, just gonna try and shit on it. It's like don't get depressed now. Yeah, in fairness. One it's
1: election a, happened. It's a it's a punch and we've all we We spent a while getting really optimistic and really excited, and like the first couple of these felt so fucking good, and then Nevada was like insane, and we were all just like moonwalking all over the place <laughs> and then this has just kind of been like a one two punch that I can understand people feeling defeated about, but don't feel defeated for too long. Don't let that uh stop you from doing what you're doing but more importantly, don't let it stop you from watching fucking movies. Yeah, we're
0: here to watch fucking movies on this show. That's enough of that. I mean, you should get it out because you don't get to talk about know, politics I don't get to on your anime show. I always show. have to either
1: like squeeze it in here or squeeze it into the anime show,
0: which I don't. I think is let. it makes at least a little more sense because of what movie we're talking about today. Yeah. But
1: what? But not yet. Not, not yet. yet. We're That's not yet. Later We're in yet. the show. Yeah.
0: You know how this goes. You know how it goes. <laughs> Don't try to push. It. <laughs> Don't pressure me.
1: <laughs> Don't try to pressure hey, man, me into talking about back the movie off. this early.
0: <laughs> I'm going to call my dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you watch
1: this week? Um honestly <laughs> Yeah, I you watched didn't watch MSNBC. Anything. Oh my god, that's not. I've like every night. I've just been like glued to <laughs> political media. So I don't think I've actually enjoyed How are you
0: anything. Killing your brain with that. Like, why I would you do that I feel so to stupid? My
1: brain feels like crap. <laughs>
0: Last week, means TV launched. Yes, you watched uh, the movie. Everything. I watched the movie. So I don't know if it did, what, did I plug this on the show. I you might plugged
1: have. the party. You talked about going to the party. Yeah. But- so the
0: party was on last Friday, um, and it was a movie premiere. My band played. My friend's band played. Jake Flores was there. Our friend Jake. He did. He was the MC. He did a little stand up. We watched a movie. Very fun. Very big crowd. Mm-hmm. Lots of people came out to Littlefield to watch it, and it was really wild um, because I've n- I've never seen a sh- uh, a show that is a movie, stand up and music go so smoothly uh. and not and no one just was like what the fuck I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was stitched together nicely, and I think everyone had a good time. But I wanted to talk about the movie. Okay. Um the movie was called Sarasota Half and Dream, and it was a documentary of sorts made by two kids um whose names are escaping me it was Derek and Mitchell but I don't remember their last names mm-hmm. um but it was like a sort of it, it was it was billed to me as a as a surrealist documentary and I was like well that sounds boring yeah. <laughs> that, sounds that sounds like, like it sucks. that sounds like <laughs> yeah, that sounds like no one will watch it yeah. um I watched the trailer and I started to get a little more excited considering of what it looked like, and I asked the filmmakers, was this movie inspired by Chris Marker's *Sans soleil And I, and they were like, yeah, that's like the main thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was basically that, but in Florida. And I was like, great, well, I'm excited to watch it. And lo and behold, it was kind of like that. Um, have you seen *Sans soleil No, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, *Sans soleil is a f- movie by a man named Chris Marker. Uh, it's very hard to describe. It's sort of like... There's no way to describe it that doesn't make it sound stupid. And that's sort okay. of like this movie. Um but it's it's the guy he made a he's a French guy, he made a short film that became um that was remade into 12 Monkeys. Okay, yeah. So it's like a weird sci-fi movie but it's all in like still pictures. It's like kind of a movie. It's like he directed it, but it's all black and white photography, uh, except for one single scene where he goes back in time, and then that's a. All right, that's movie. a movie then.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if it doesn't, if it's all still images, then that does not pass our test of what is a movie. That's
0: right. Well, I mean, it's footage of. S- still photography i guess because it, there's talking over it too um, mm. it's it's like a picture I don't picture know horror. about this one <laughs> well so it's a it's picture show it's a picture show
1: different like, thing
0: a, like a rocky horror picture show yeah, yeah, yeah not the same
1: rocky horror is a movie
0: yeah that's a and a play but mostly a movie yeah. who cares about the play
1: <laughs> and who cares about rocky horror
0: i like rocky horror we should talk about that sometimes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, um, so Sansele is a movie about that. It's sort of just like he shot a bunch of footage and then edited it and talked over it. And it sounds like the most pretentious bullshit. Right. What is the
1: footage of? Like, different stuff. (laughs) What does that mean, different stuff? Just like buildings, like
0: Japan. Okay. People, birds, Mm -hmm. deserts. Um, and then he just talks about stuff But it's this really good movie and, uh, that I really enjoy And this movie was sort of t- Took that but was more specifically About something <laughs> um, So the idea is it's this town called Sarasota And they're just Telling you about it So it feels like a nature documentary
1: It's in Florida right? Sarasota? Yeah Sarasota yeah. Florida
0: uh-huh. um, It feels like a nature documentary About the, like A town In like the death throes of capitalism if that makes sense so it's like the this movie begins it's like treating these things like this abandoned uh um old folks home that just like now wasps live there (laughs) it's just wasps um and then there's just like all these like close-up beautiful nature footage of it Mm -hmm. and then like narration over that but instead of being about instead of David Attenborough talking about wasps it's talking about like the history of this place and like how it's like the rising tide of the marshes has sort of like overtaken it's definitely very like poetically pro like prosaic right um which might annoy some people but it's funny too and doesn't take itself too seriously right um and so it's just sort of all of these vignettes of like different places and like the way it almost—I think you might like it in the sort of sense it has, like about civil engineering and the way, like psychogeo- like psychogeography—like makes you understand a place. Yeah. Uh, like there's a whole bit about um, there's so the city is this place where it is the I think third oldest city in the whole country. Like, really. Like only old people live there.
1: Oh, oh age wise, not like establishment wise. No, no, not
0: establishment wise. Just that old <laughs> fucking people live right, there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's no places designed for children, like right. in the city. Yeah. There's no clubs. There's barely any bars. Mm-hmm. There's no place to play music. And so, like, the few kids who live there have, in, have just started, like, renting out, uh, storage facilities right and they're just having like pop-up discos um (laughs) and so there's just this scene where it's like a camera flowing through like empty uh in the middle of the night, um, storage facility lots. And then it, you turn a corner and one is just like bursting with pink light. <laughs> and then there's like kids like on a couch in, in the road, like smoking weed. And it's like a guy's just like screaming into a microphone. Um that sounds pretty cool. So just all these really weird little vignettes of one of the strangest cities you've ever heard of. That's sort of from the lens of like, this is what happens when a city is designed around like, making money off of old people and like sort of just how it's being swallowed by the ocean as climate change happens and nothing happens but it's not even really a downer it's sort of like really interested in just like looking at it as a part of nature and like how like this society is what it's doing to its own self um i had a lot of fun I wish I was much higher. <laughs>
1: yeah. Does it ever, like, tie itself together at any point? Does it ever, like, kind of... Well, it like, has... Is there ever a point in it where it's, like, an aha, like, this all is... Aside from all being in the same place and kind of having this lens, is there ever a point where it kind of, like, ties together into, like, a cohesive sort of, like... Point? Yeah. Uh. Like, what is it saying about Sarasota, specifically?
0: Yeah, I mean... It's very, so they have, these kids are clearly very, like, um, interested in um, the situationists. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's sort of like, do you know anything about the situationists? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a board and the Society of the Expectable. Um, Deterning, de- 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 I think, was their thing. Um, like, walking around and, like, making maps of the, like, psycho- like s- psychology of a place. Yeah. Is sort of, like, more what they're getting at. So it's definitely more, like loosey-goosey about what it's like point is they're definitely coming at it from um politically like anti-capitalist place too um so it's sort of just their general thoughts on like growing up there and returning to it as more than like older than children i mean they're they're so young i don't want it's weird to say adults but they are like in their 20s so (laughs) um I think they're like twenty two. Oh. Yeah. So that was very you know young. what I mean? It's like yeah. they're adults. They're definitely adults. But I was like they're not like returning a long time after. Um, but they both live in one lives in Boston, one lives in Brooklyn now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's sort of more of a portrait of a place as they remembered it, and now it's sort of aging. Um
1: I, I miss the like influence of situationism on leftists. Like I feel oh, like totally. it's not as common as it used to be, and like I think it's not really the right place and time for it right now necessarily. <laughs> like I it's, don't think that like
0: there is an optimism to it that no one is able to really like right, grasp and like right a, now. Sort
1: of like a flight, like a flightiness to it mm-hmm. that's sort of like it's very like in line with anti work, uh, anarchism. Sure. Like it's fair, like. The thing I always think of is like the poverty of modern art sort of thing. Like, it's we're in the middle of like the biggest possible revolution against the established politics in this country that there's been since like the 60s. Like, we don't really yeah. have time to be like farting about with like modern art, but I do kind of <laughs> wish that we still had a little bit of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard, but I mean, honestly, people are doing it. I yeah. mean, I, I think no, they can't stop people from it's doing it, it's only an so. hour long. Uh-huh. So I think one of the best things about it is that it really doesn't over say it's welcome. You almost come away from it being like, oh, I was just, I was just getting real into it. Yeah. Because uh, it's it's just an hour. Um, and by the time, you know, it sort of makes its final point about like the ocean sort of taking it, <laughs> um, you're sort of like, oh man, oh, okay, that's great. I had a good time. Um, but no, I totally agree. I took a this may might be embarrassing, but I did go to art school mm-hmm. and I took that a... Uh, I took a... Uh, <laughs> I took an independent study on situationism. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of thinking about like psychogeography and discerning and, and guided board and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I loved that part of the movie. Um, I mean, it's, it's sort of like deeply influenced the way they make the movie. You know, just sort of like wandering around and seeing like what the city is about and how it like works right just on a sort of emotional level um and i thought it was really well done and i don't think there's a part of it that's like because you you keep expecting them to be like and then we're gonna go to my old friend's house and tell you a boring story about like something that doesn't matter right but they never really get like everything is like sort of interesting um Mm -hmm. you're like oh i'm with you on this like and then you keep being with them
1: but they also never get to a point where they're like And anyway, here's what this says about, like, the bigger picture. Like, there's never a point where it, like, zooms out the lens and is like, this is what this says about the world or America or... I I didn't feel that. Mm -hmm.
0: I felt that it was sort of, you know, general... um, I, I think that's sort of woven through. I think they tried to make, like, statements about, like, climate change and capitalism and how all of these things are interwoven together, and how it's mm-hmm. like sort of like how it's all just like decaying in front of us, um, and how there isn't a place for younger kids in all of society and Sarasota. Like, I think they've, they're they trying to say that it's like representative of the whole, but it's not like on the nose, you know? Right. It's not in your face.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Did you ever see, um, what was it, Exit Through the Gift Shop? Yeah. Did you like that? I love that movie. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of documentary that plays with the idea of documentary, and sure. that's like one of my favorite examples of it. The whole thing ends up rounding about to being like, what, was this ever even a documentary? <laughs> like, was any of this real? I don't really know.
0: No, none of it's
1: real. You don't think so?
0: Not at all. I don't know. I totally know.
1: You do? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's insane. Like, Banksy... It doesn't make any sense. Like, Banksy would never make a movie that just somehow accidentally gets usurped by this asshole.
1: Right, because what is the story of it is that he's, is the guy is making the documentary and then halfway through it, he's like, all right, here's what I made and it sucks. And then Banksy's like, let me cut it together into something better, right? Supposedly, yeah. Yeah. So if anything, it's it's Banksy usurping the guy.
0: Yeah, except the idea is is that this guy also makes art that's like Banksy but shittier, right? <laughs> and then like, and then swindles his way into getting like huge actual uh, gallery openings in New York City and L A. Right, um, but there
1: was like a time where there was like a street art boom where like I totally could see that happening. Yeah, there's all those stories about like, but um, it's
0: like so obviously bad. right like it's so obviously like a commentary on the street art boom yeah itself
1: you know like but i mean but how much of that is is done through editing you know how much of that is done through him portraying the story a particular way um you know what i mean because it's like you could always look at like reality tv and say like you know they
0: No, no no i mean his art like His art m- itself. Mr. Mr. Brainwatch's art right. is like very clearly made by Shepard Fairey and <laughs> and I, did you go see it?
1: I haven't seen it in a long time. Like did you go see I the, didn't go see the it galleries? Well, I oh no, no no no.
0: Yeah, I went and saw the galleries when they were in New York like okay. in the, like early 2010s and it was like just so incredibly glossy. Mm-hmm. Like this was not some random guy who was just like I run a laundry store. And then all of a sudden, I'm a world famous artist who's just like making people make stuff for me. Like, it was made, it was like, when I was standing in the gallery, I was like, this is made by Banksy. Like, 100%. Uh (laughs) It's no, there's no way it could not be. All
1: right. I'd have to rewatch it. I I guess I don't really fully remember it now that I'm thinking about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is great, though. I mean, like to make a movie that's completely orchestrated and get a bunch of people to think it's not. Right. <laughs> um it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> um we should talk about that movie. It's really weird. We
1: should. I'd love to rewatch it. Maybe we'll, let's do that soon. Cuz
0: it's an it's notorious that people fight over it. Like people don't are like this guy seems totally credible.
1: That's the thing is it's like so much of it like so much of believing that it's not real. Like, depends on that guy's acting chops. And the way that I oh, remember yeah. it is that he sells it completely. Super convincing. And there's no part of me that ever even began to question whether he was a real guy or not. Right.
0: And I... No, totally. I agree. Because, like, when I first watched it, I was like, wait, what? What happens at the end of this movie? He's just famous now? But I've never heard of him. Right. He's never... And he's gone now. Yeah, he's he's never, never done anything. And there's no evidence him. that he ever did anything. Right. Before the movie. <laughs> And then I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" And then, and then when I when I <laughs> I went to a gallery, it was like, "Oh, it's Mr. Brainwash." Right? And I was like, "No, it isn't." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's see I, if there's anything I, online about him I, <laughs> now. Um,
0: Ter- Terry, um, wasn't it like T H I E R? Like,
1: yeah, Terry. It was like spelled like thief. Mr. Brainwash, he does still have like a website and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. This could just be like... It's all shit from the movie, so I don't know. It's probably fake. You're probably right. But goddamn, that's like a very... uh, I mean, it's it's a very good performance if he's not a real dude.
0: If that... Whether that... I think what's my favorite thing about that movie is whether it's fake or whether it's real, it is the only good thing Banksy's done. (laughs) And it's great.
1: Yeah, I feel like there was a time where I really liked Banksy, like, when he first started kind of showing up, I was really into it, and I don't know when it was that, like, the the switch kind of flipped for me, where I was just like, this is hack bullshit. (laughs) I mean, probably around the time of, like, the street art boom, there would have been a time where you were like, I've seen enough of this now.
0: I was always very annoyed, because it, it... Banksy gave me the sense of like like I thought some of his art was really cool. Like the first time I saw Banksy was the um the the stuff he did in Israel.
1: Oh yeah, the, like the, the segregation big, wall. Right,
0: the big yeah. Gaza walls uh, where he like did big holes through it. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting and like pretty dangerous and seemed really exciting, you right. know, as street art. It was like being really political with your street art. And then like everything after that I saw was dog shit. Right. I was, <laughs> I was like, I, I like I someone had a book that was Banksy, like the big monograph that everyone who was into Banksy had. Yeah. Um, And, like, the cover, it is that guy throwing a grenade, but it's actually flowers or whatever. And uh, I was looking through it, and I was like, this is so stupid. Like, it's beautiful-looking art, and I get why people were drawn to it.
1: But it's like... That's the thing, is it's like, he does make... Good looking art And like a lot of his conceptual stuff Is very fun and cool Some of it's really stupid I remember there was the one Most in New- of When they did like the everyday thing In New York And he had one that was like A truck full of chickens And they were like Little fake chickens and Yeah And I was like That looks like shit That doesn't even look cool It like looks stupid That like, was really
0: stupid Little yeah.
1: Muppet things <laughs> But then um
0: His installations Like as an artist uh-huh. Are sometimes more interesting But like the stuff That's just like visual jokes right like puns which is like oh of an you know a british policeman is like looking under the like most of his stuff doesn't mean anything yeah or it's like (laughs)
1: Like, vaguely hinting at something a little naughty yeah you know it's like not good
0: (laughs) a little girl holding a heart balloon or something yeah the heart balloon
1: is stupid but the point uh, of this but also i mean like he was that's like a very early piece so it's like still like young and undeveloped right
0: but i feel like it got worse
1: yeah well it i don't know it's like a it's a bell curve (laughs) uh there was definitely like a peak i think one of my favorite things he did was he went to like disneyland europe or whatever euro disney oh yeah and he put those like inflatable uh abu Ghraib prisoners yeah oh yeah along the sides of the like it's a small world or whatever
0: in the movie
1: it might be. I think that's in Exodus. He definitely of the made videos of it that he had on his site before. Like, because I remember. I, like, I remember really early Banksy, like yeah, before yeah. segregation wall stuff even, like just early shit where he just had a shitty site that was like 10 pictures on it and then like a little video that you had to like download.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I do remember that, that site. And that was that video. There was that video and there was the one of him putting up the little painting in the art gallery. And as like a little teenager mm-hmm. who's into graffiti and stuff, I was like, sure. dude, fucking hell Yeah. <laughs> Putting little inflatable Abagrabe guys out there. Fucking cool.
0: I mean, that kind of stuff, considering what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think. Totally forgot.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't think that that's. It's It's hard to overstate how deeply transgressive that was at the time. Yeah. Like, it was scary. Like, he could have gone to prison for that. Mm-hmm. Like, and that sound, that almost sounds silly to say now, because it's like. Well, sure, people would have been mad, but it's like, no, (laughs) like, I'm surprised that the FBI didn't arrest him, if they may have, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I mean, that's the kind of thing that, like, you'd be, like, arrested for, but then you'd become, like, a public pariah that you never recover from. Like, the Dixie Chicks just came back last week. Right! They just came back last week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you could not question this. Like, it wasn't, I mean, his probably only saving grace is that he was British. Like, he wasn't American, and like British people didn't experience it the same way, but like in America, it was not like a fun thing. Yeah, it was like, like a chill, thumb cool your nose. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like Orange Man bad. Like right. the media is like totally okay with a kind of hating on the president. You know, like you can hate on Trump. It's socially acceptable to hate the president. That is not the case with George W. Bush.
1: Do you know what's like in the year or two after version? Like a good way to to describe this is like what happened to Jake with like the the uh, was it NSA? I think it was Um, whoever it was. um, Homeland security. Homeland security. When Homeland Security went to Jake's house to talk to him about his tweets, yeah, that used to happen all the time to everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Like
1: literally everybody I knew who was involved in any type of activism at all yeah. had received several visits from homeland security mm-hmm. like my friend's car was bugged like and and we found the device like, yeah. that was just normal shit back then
0: <laughs> it wasn't rare and and i don't think like the kind of it's funny cuz i i remember you know being in you know being a leftist at the time you just couldn't talk to anybody about it. Yeah, like people would laugh at you or tell you you were crazy. Yeah, for saying like, even suggesting that the Patriot Act was bad.
1: Oh, I was going to say about government spying because I've. Oh my god! Like,
0: oh yeah, the fucking NSA. People didn't because before people Snowden, people didn't believe
1: that the NSA existed until Snowden. And so, like, I remember once. So this is a story that. I will probably have to cut around quite a bit you're editing it (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, but so in like 2007 or 2008 somebody on a bicycle uh, blew up the army recruiting station in the middle of Times Square yes Uh, they threw like a like an improvised explosive device through the window it blew up the whole thing awesome um, and <laughs> I support it <laughs> <laughs> through a weird series of events that is just too long of a story to get into. The following morning, NYPD was at my house. Okay. Uh, I lived in Bed-Stuy at the time and they were at my house and they were questioning us about where we were the night before. Mm-hmm. And it kind of became this whole thing. They held us for like several hours, like questioning us and questioning us and questioning us about, you know, what we had done, where we had been. And eventually, you know, we got released and whatever. And the story kind of became like a big story for a little bit. Everybody's talking about the bicycle bomber. And uh, at one point, my friend Brendan. This was
0: around the time when everyone was like afraid to have this bike as a pipe bomb stickers on their bikes. uh Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Your bike would be like literally ripped in half to make sure it wasn't actually a pipe bomb. Yeah. Although that happened
0: to multiple of my friends. Yeah.
1: In fairness with that, though, like if you're a cop. If you're, like, in the bomb squad or whatever, like, that's a no-brainer. It's the kind of thing where it's, like, if it was a bomb, <laughs> and you, you would t- look like such an asshole. <laughs>
0: it had a sticker on it. <laughs> but
1: anyway, so they question us for several hours. They let us go. Uh, and then, like, as the story develops, you know, more and more stuff comes out. And at some point, they find the bomber's bicycle in a dumpster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend Brendan sees the picture of it in the New York Post and he sends it to me on MySpace and he's like, dude, this looks like your bike. And I was like, do not send that to me. What the fuck, man? Like, and, and people didn't believe back then. Like he made fun of me for like like a week after that for, yeah. for, for saying, like, you know, they're looking at this. They're definitely they looking at it. They are looking this. at it for sure. And then a week later, who comes back to my fucking house? The NYPD. The NYPD. Um, And unfortunately, uh, Bloomberg has already dropped out, so I can't use this as a platform to then say, fuck Bloomberg (laughs) Bloomberg and fuck his goddamn NYPD. Yeah. But literally, like, there's a book that talks about um, uh, their spying, like the NYPD's spy programs on uh, various activists and, uh, like, uh, mosques and, like, general Islamic community groups and whatever. And there's something in there that heavily heavily implies that one of my roommates at the time was an nypd spy and we have oh my god the two friends from that house that i'm still in touch with because it was like a big squat there was like 15 or 16 of us there the two people that i'm like still in touch with uh we like every so often will like speculate about who it was oh you don't know which one no idea oh man (laughs) We have our ideas I bet you do
0: It has to be this guy
1: <laughs> or It has to be the one who was always pushing us To do more radical things <laughs> um, And
0: everyone hated
1: Yeah, But that was the thing back then too Is that like they would embed spies In
0: You say that back then
1: Yeah no I know they, They're they doing it now. Still do it now
0: It's happening now And you're listening to this Fuck you
1: But like uh, Like Look at the story of, like, uh, Eric McDavid, right? Eric McDavid is uh, was an eco-anarchist. He was, like, a green anarchist type guy. Maybe a primitivist. I don't really know. Who cares? But he, was an, he was an eco-anarchist <laughs> who was, like, dating and fell in love with yeah. a police spy. Like, mm-hmm. an FBI fucking agent <laughs> fell in love with her over the course of, like, a year. She talked him into trying to blow up a dam. He spent, like, 15 years in jail.
0: <laughs> fucking...
1: Anyway, that's what it used Bullshit. to be like when Banksy was doing that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the point, that's the point. Is that that <laughs> like if it seems a little kitschy now? Yeah. Being like, what if Disney yeah. was also a part of the fucking torture program? It's like, <laughs> I guess, like maybe it's not. Doesn't feel completely f- thought through.
1: Yeah, it's not like a fully congruent thought, but it's like.
0: It's daring and major respect to Different him for doing acting. that shit. Like, you do not understand. <laughs> like, it was so cool that he did that. And I think people like Banksy, I think, really were a big part of kids' understanding that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, Snowden is much bigger part of us understanding as a culture
1: right. like
0: that the government is evil. But, like, at the time, people might not have been ready to see something like that. And I think... Sure, Banksy did some really cool things in terms of, like, performance art and sort of installation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think a lot of his, like, 2D stuff is mostly visual puns and kind of dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah, But definitely.
0: also, that movie's fantastic.
1: But also, just on a very technical level, extremely good at making stencils. Oh, yeah. But, and I mean, Wii he's Pace. also been doing it for 20 years, I don't know. At least. Like, like a long-ass time. Uh, a
0: lot of that shit is paste too, yeah?
1: Uh, I think so, yeah. But I don't really know.
0: Yeah, incredible stencil maker.
1: Anyway, we should get into the movie. Yeah, let's fucking talk about it. This week we watched... um, Jeremy made me watch Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, we watched Zero Dark (laughs) Thirty. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Yep. And written by... The CIA. The CIA. (laughs) (laughs) The American
0: government. (laughs) Not fucking kidding.
1: Yeah, so... um, You'd never seen this movie before? Uh -uh. Uh-uh. This was my second time seeing it, I think, maybe third. So
0: I gotta know, when and how did you see it the first time?
1: Um, I watched it because it's the follow-up to... Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker, which I loved. You did? I really loved the Hurt Locker, yeah. Okay. Um, It's, like, politics are extremely questionable, but... (laughs) Like, the the performances are really, really good. Uh, mm. The directing is really, really good. It's, like, stylish and fun and, and works really well. And so I was excited to see this because I was like, well, it'll be like that but with more, like, intel sort of shit. Sure,
0: sure. Uh, so you were sort of, like... The Hurt Locker is kind of like an action movie, like it just functions as like a, a sort of cool it's like a
1: it's like a thinking man's action movie. <laughs> like it's it's not very action packed. It has a lot of like tense. tense stuff going on and there is definitely some action, but like it is supposed to be making a point and it does have something to say. And like whether or not it's like politically good very questionable. It's a movie about PTSD essentially and like Oh, okay. Like, we talked about this a lot in the American Sniper episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether or not that's valuable is is highly in question. Um, but, but it does a it's... really good job of talking about it. Okay. So it is an effective film. Sure. And so I was excited to see this because I liked that movie. So you saw it in the theater? I think I did, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and it it sucks dick. <laughs> It really sucks, and it's such a bummer. And I don't know why it got so much praise when it came out.
0: I I so Hurt Locker won Best Picture.
1: Hurt Locker won Best Picture, and um, a
0: movie I haven't seen, and I'm not going to have an opinion on
1: the the main actress in this. I think won Best Actress for this, really, which is psychotic.
0: It's it's almost as psychotic as her character, <laughs> who is some sort of. Zombie.
1: Yeah. So uh, uh, (laughs) that's overhead view. uh, Zero Dark 30 tells the story of the CIA in Pakistan uh, looking for the leadership of Al Qaeda uh, following 9 11.
0: Specifically, Osama bin Laden. Specifically,
1: Osama bin Laden. They're trying to work their way up the ladder to finding Osama bin Laden. They're working leads. They're like torturing people, talking to people. Big time. I was trying to decide if I wanted to, like, drop that in just yet. It's the uh, beginning of the movie. It's the movie. beginning of the movie. It literally opens on torture. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're they're doing all the things that you know that the CIA does um, to try to make their way up the ladder to finding Bin Laden, and the film ends with SEAL Team 6 raiding the Bin Laden compound and killing him. Yep. And that's the movie.
0: That's the movie.
1: Um, it is sort of like a character thing, but it's not really uh but so what's
0: the weirdest thing about this movie i mean you know i i went into this movie thinking i didn't we didn't really talk about it actually we you know you were like let's what we put it on the dock mm-hmm. and i was like okay zero dark 30 let's see what's up <laughs> and i kind of thought it was going to be funny in the sort of same way that he, i either thought it was going to be i didn't really think about it that much but i thought it was either going to be American Sniper-level funny, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty funny movie in retrospect, especially (laughs) compared to this, or, like, terrible politics, but, like, Aaron Sorkin-level, like, banter. Yeah, banter, intrigue, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. like, you know, it's gonna be a fun movie where we're like, gotta talk to this guy, but what if you you motherfuckers sit down and send me this note, and I need this on my desk by 900 hours, or whatever, you know, like, fast-talking political intrigue kind of movie right the weirdest thing about this movie is that it's not that at all it's neither of them it's not really sure what it is it's not really a movie (laughs) i mean it is but it just feels like it doesn't feel like it was written by an artist like it feels like it was written by the CIA.
1: It feels like it's like a. What's weird about it is that it has. I mean, it was. It, it was. It, it, it feels like it has. It has all the pitfalls of a biopic. It has everything that's yeah. wrong with a biopic. But what's insane is that she's not a real person. She is a real person. She's not, though. She's well, like, she's, she's based she's like a, on she's like, a, like a... composite character or whatever. But it's like, if you're going to do the composite character and you're going to like fictionalize events to like make it more interesting, like <laughs> if you're going
0: to make it interesting, yeah, if you're going to make a God's movie sake. that it has literally zero basis in fact, almost none of this is true. Like, yeah, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, by even what we like this when did this movie come out 2000 uh like 6 or something 2006 like, that. like so much has come out in terms of like uh cia leaks fbi leaks uh um oh 2012 2012 so much has come out <laughs> since then in yeah. the past 8 years about what really happened uh it, it's a, it's just so clearly just completely fabricated like none of it is even a little true right the Um, things that
1: are true are like these kind of like major beats that happen where it's like this bombing happens this bombing happens like this shooting happens and then they kill bin laden like all these things are stitched together to meet those points but then otherwise it's like a lot of bullshit (laughs) that like isn't fun (laughs) well okay okay let me
0: before i get into my problems with it in terms of truth uh and i start to sound like even more of an insane person than I did on the loose change episode. <laughs> um, let's just start with the movie's problems. Okay. Um, the movie begins with torture, which is an insane place to start. Yeah, like I, it's it's really difficult to. I've watched a lot of horrific things in my life. Like I've went on Rotten.com when I was a kid. Yeah, I've you know I watched. All of the Cannibal Holocaust solo, like Men Behind the Sun, like any kind of the most fucked up torture horror shit. I've seen that stuff. Like, it's not hard for me to watch that stuff. And maybe I'm a little older. But, like, this specifically was probably one of the most difficult opening 20, 30 minutes I've ever sat through. Yeah. Because it's not physically violent, but it's psychologically horrific but and i think the fact that i know that this happened to people yeah made it like way worse right (laughs) like like this isn't fiction this is one of the only things in the movie that we know happened yeah that they fucking just ripped people's souls apart for yeah for years and there's it's literally still happening happening.
1: and for for specifics for no reason for for specifics for, (laughs) for you out there in listener land uh we have a guy who's like his arms are like tied up to the walls essentially he's like in a like on pulleys um they're like blasting music all night so he can't sleep they talk constantly about how he's sleep deprived he hasn't slept in like a week or something insane like that mm-hmm. um they're obviously they're waterboarding him they're just like beating him they're yeah. like stripping him in front of a woman they, they like him lock walk. him in a box they, they make
0: w- him like chain it's also really weird i mean This might get a little bit, maybe this is too much information, but if you've ever seen like a, um, like a BDSM scene in real life, like it's like that without consent. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I couldn't, I could hardly stomach it. It was insane because it's like, it's, I know it's actors, but it's not supposed to be bad or something like the movie doesn't think it's evil.
1: Or at least it thinks it's like a necessary evil. Yeah. Because it definitely, like, like it I doesn't don't get the shy point away from graphing, graphically showing it to you. And I don't think that it. Like, I don't think uh, Bigelow, like, intends for you to be seeing this and being like, cool. You know, I think you're supposed to be uncomfortable with it. Yeah. But I think, like. I don't think. And I don't sh- even know if she necessarily thinks it's a good thing that's happening, but she doesn't really seem to think it's a bad thing either. Well, the
0: movie very quickly establishes that it was necessary yeah whether it was bad or good it was necessary that's the main (laughs) point of the next part of the movie like they get all of the information they need to find bin laden Mm -hmm. that's what happens and it all starts like literally the first shot of the movie starts with torture and that is the foundation of all of their information that leads to the capture of this evil quote-unquote guy who did something bad Mm -hmm. it's Enemy number one of the quote unquote homeland. Yeah. They say home. Like, they say homeland all the time.
1: <laughs> it's really weird. But what's what's really irritating about the movie and like one of its main failures, I think, is that like so much shit happens between the torture scene and getting Bin Laden, right? Mm-hmm but really nothing happens. Right, exactly. You could have those two scenes and that's pretty much the story that they're telling. Is yeah. like, we tortured a guy, it gave us a lot of information that eventually led us to <laughs> the Bin Laden compound. It
0: almost reminds me of um, the way the Rise of the Skywalker works.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, okay, we set it up. yeah, And then a bunch of bullshit that doesn't matter, just like MacGuffin on top of MacGuffin to link a bunch of stuff together to get them to... The end. Yeah, and that's how the which pres- I
1: literally don't even remember
0: uh, about Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, don't oh, remember yeah. a
1: thing. From I that n- movie, remember basically. way
0: too much about it. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it doesn't matter. Fuck that movie. Um, um but, but this is how it's the structure is exactly the same. Characters we don't care about yeah. who are or actively hate because the main character who's torturing the guy is like the main character. Yeah, and it's like we see this man being like evil like the first thing we know about him is that he's taking pleasure
1: yeah he enjoys it. he loves it he loves he does
0: not it. he's not emotionally affected by it at all
1: no and when he like there's a point where he leaves and it's like this is what's frustrating about the movie is that like none of this is true and none of these are real characters uh, yeah, also and so none of it's true. <laughs> these things that happen that feel like they don't make sense in a plot <laughs> you're like you're watching it, you're like, Oh, that must have just happened in real life and that's why that's there. But then it doesn't, and you're like, So then why did they introduce this evil guy to then have him be like, and eh, I'm gonna go to Washington to like focus on my career for a bit? You're like yeah. What? What? <laughs> why?
0: <laughs> you love torturing.
1: You love torture. Yeah. He doesn't even have any remorse about it. He's just like, right. Yeah, I've just seen too many dicks and you're like, All right, well, have fun doing your career then. Yeah. And there's just like all these weird, like
0: I don't even so so Let's. I guess we're just focusing oh, wait, on like so little I moments. What was though is okay. is
1: about like the beginning and the end being essentially the two main things that you need to have. The rest of the movie that you're padding out two and a half hours of it's so, so long. long, so long, it's
0: so long.
1: <laughs> but you're you're going to pad <laughs> out this whole fucking movie like you need to do something more with the torture than have it just give you everything you need, or else this is a pro torture movie. And it is. And it is. But that's the thing is it's like. You framing it as the thing that gives you the advice that, that gives you all the information that you need to 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 do what you need to do, and then not then having a scene <laughs> where you get bad information from somebody
0: that never happens.
1: That never happens. They never catch the wrong they guy. Always, they know. always get the right guy, and that leads to the next <laughs> right guy. Yeah,
0: they always know when it's bad information too. Yeah, and like they they're always they never like, imply no, that, I had that line. off
1: screen it like happened. You know, no, not <laughs> it's even just a little like, bit. Like to this movie. Everything they did was right, and that's it.
0: Right. So there's this one guy, and he's a he's a fucking Satan. Like, he's evil. Yeah. He's a torturer, but he's a CIA agent, which is very strange. Like, we know that there was CIA black sites, and they were torturing people, but the idea that, like, some CIA investigator, like, fucking, uh, like, lanyard dick. Thai guy w- is also a torturer <laughs> yeah. is like so fucking stupid not did not happen but um the woman uh is based mostly off of um what is her name alfreda bukowski okay the queen of torture is what her nickname was so the first thing is th- they within the cia torture queen is her nickname so they decided to make a movie about the queen of torture yeah (laughs) so they're already (laughs) pro-torture she was like the biggest advocate yeah of of the programs um obviously i mean that's the character so these two characters um are both you know good old torturers getting their information and they get a bunch of information nothing else about their lives like the only thing we know about these people as people is that they don't have friends
1: they don't have friends they work for the cia
0: right they work for the cia like
1: they're later like, on she likes wine
0: the, it's established that she does not have sex with this hunky guy yeah like <laughs> they do everything to make her seem like a fucking robot
1: for evil <laughs> there's nothing about her i don't even remember her name it's maya great it's my it doesn't matter she's also nobody it's also
0: mentioned in the movie that that's not her real name
1: oh really yeah that's really funny like that's
0: her fucking spook name because she's a fucking spook yeah
1: and the movie like she's like recruited out of high school so she doesn't even have a life before this yeah she's just a kid before it literally is she's just a vessel she's a vessel for the state this torture that's happening on screen that's what she's there for
0: Mm -hmm. and the movie likes her and she and like, she is seen shown as like simultaneously. They like kind of want to do this like girl boss. Yeah, it's
1: weird <laughs> like, girl boss.
0: Vibe. <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. I'm so strong, and I can handle the men's like torturing. Yeah, there's that
1: uh, one weird like. I mean, there's a lot of like BDSM sort of shit in this. Where mm-hmm. like, there's that one weird scene where she's like interrogating the guy and she has a big dude in front of her who she keeps tapping on the back to instruct Sponge him to punch him in the face <laughs> there's some weird like dom subject shit shit. yeah there. this is
0: my fucking tool here <laughs> um yeah uh i don't know she she doesn't do anything except that there's like this one woman who has an inexplicable accent mm-hmm. uh <laughs> who's like talking in like a half southern drawl half boston accent half british accent who gets blown up but like at the only part that's incongruous with the rest of her character which is nothing of spook Mm -hmm. um is she's talking over aim to her yeah and she's like he's here and she's like cool (laughs) exclamation (laughs) point smiley face
1: (laughs) it's like lol tell me what he looks like
0: (laughs) seriously they're like talking like 16 year old girls about like their the guy they have a crush on. Yeah, this Al Qaeda guy
1: they're about to like interrogate and torture. Yeah.
0: And then he blows her up. Yeah. The, the friend who has the inexplicable, inexplicable accent.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people in this who are like British actors who are just like doing Like, what's craziest about this movie to <laughs> me, what's craziest to me is how many actors are in this. Yeah. There's so many people in this. And again, it's a fake story. Completely, so you false. don't need this many people. No. It's not like this is all the people who really were involved. Like, just fake it, fucking fake it. It doesn't matter, compress them into a few characters. But, like, you've got uh, James Gandolfini is just in it, yeah,
0: he just Tony Soprano pops yeah. up, ne- Kendall from Succession movie.
1: is just in it. Um, Kyle,
0: whatever the guy from uh, Daily Edition,
1: <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh early edition. What's his name from uh the league is in it. Okay. Um the guy from Parks and Rec is in it. Oh right.
0: Chris Pratt is obviously yeah. being a huge Jesus Republican in this movie.
1: It's so weird cuz it's like it feels like it has this huge all-star cast of people who are just like in the same way that people will show up for like Wes Anderson or Quentin right. Tarantino, where they're like, "Hey, I'll take the pay cut. I just want to be in your movie because I like your movie." It's like the same way that these people feel about, like, "Hey, I'll be in the t- in the torture movie." Yeah, I that, love that we got Bin Laden.
0: Except it's the opposite of that because I bet the CIA paid them a bazillion dollars. So that's what I was going to say. I
1: have this like running. It's like kind of a joke, but kind of not. Uh, theory that uh, that it is like a government psyop to keep putting beloved comedy actors in like super military action roles (laughs) like this. (laughs) Like I think there is some sort of like manufacturing consent thing going on where totally. they are purposefully making the guy from Parks and Rec be Seal Team 6 guy. <laughs> and now it hot keeps is going to be in like some sort of like fucked up movie where he's like an undercover agent in in Pakistan or something like that. Uh wait, is that true? No, I don't. Oh,
0: know. okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I'm no sure I would it's gonna I would not be surprised. As soon as a guy motherfucking with office gym is now CIA.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. Um, I bet you uh John Mulaney is next. (laughs) Kids at home, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Brace yourself. He's going to do it. There's going to be a time where you're going to see John Mulaney plays the. I don't know. I can't think of like a. I can't think of like an infamous like government butcher. (laughs) Yeah, John. John Mulaney plays the guy who wrote letters to Martin Luther King. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, Hoover.
1: <laughs> a movie about John Mulaney is
0: John Bolton. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it 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 all just reeks of psyop. Yeah, like I mean, reading about the way this movie got made is pretty fucked up. Yeah, she too. was like
1: writing about a different thing involved in this or something like that. The the
0: the writer of the movie was like writing stuff up to this and then it just sort of like bin laden got killed Mm -hmm. and i was like i guess we're writing a movie about this now for some reason yeah and uh the director of the cia was found to have spilled top secret classified information at a private cia award ceremony that the writer happened to be at Mm. interesting like stuff like that (laughs) yeah in this movie where it's just like yeah okay They definitely like there was a whole investigation by a right wing conspiracy group that this movie um, was given classified information um, by the CIA. And that was sort of just brushed under the rug. But then uh, I think the Washington Post was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Actually, they did. (laughs) And then like they reopened an investigation and then it was just also swept under the rug. (laughs) Um, Like literally just ended. Like all investigations were like, no, shut up. Yeah, and it's like, of course they did. This is one hundred percent a CIA movie.
1: This is such a fucking well. So, okay, so just to put a put to put a pin on the the psyop nature of mm-hmm. this, like there is definitely an argument to be made that like this whole movie is just like from the way it's put together to be a pro-torture movie to the all-star cast of people who are in it (laughs) to sell you the idea of government torture to the fact that it came out and in lockstep every single movie reviewer came out and said, like, this movie is incredible, it's like a detective movie, but at the end of the road, it's Bin Laden. Oh, right. Like, the performances are great. She got Best Actress. Like, all this psychotic shit where you're like... (laughs) Like believe your eyes, people. It's a bad movie. It's so bad. It's just actually a bad movie. It's not
0: shot well. It's not shot well. It it's doesn't... not
1: written well. People just say things like, "You're the most notorious terrorist this side of a yeah.
0: So one of the bigger, so some of the bigger stuff, uh, bigger scenes that are supposed to be, I guess, something. Because um, a lot of this movie is just nothing. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of torture right at the beginning, and then it's literally like. People walking around CIA offices being mad at each other.
1: Yeah. And it's... It's, it's an it's, action movie about a woman who works in an office. Yeah. Like, it's so much of this movie is her just in an office calling somebody and them being like, I'm not going to put myself at risk. And she's like, you're going to put yourself at risk. I demand it to I you. I demand you do it. I'm going to have like, the right. Congress
0: people be mad at you, if not. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Um, so the bigger things that happen in this movie is there's a scene where someone we don't know we've never seen before and a um pakistani guy i assume Mm -hmm. um or an afghani guy i don't know where they are because this movie is jumps all around the middle east and sort of like is like we're in islamabad uh we're in kuwait uh it's like all over the place um and it's also so funny because it's like they're just throwing like aaron sorkin style like um like acronyms at you all of the time yeah there, and like unless you watch it with the subtitles on you're going to be confused mm-hmm. unless you're like a huge liberal nerd who like read the official story you're not going to get any of these references um but there's a guy who we don't know he's getting a bomb strapped to his leg and he says hopefully you don't need to use it and then hey, i also yeah. Islamic music starts playing through <laughs> this whole movie. It's just very Orientalist, like yeah. like dark.
1: Well, I thought it might have been like, like prayer sort of thing. Like, I wonder if there's like prayer happening over loudspeakers or something like that. Right. Like, I thought a there's a thing.
0: there's a few elements of that. Like when she wakes up in mm-hmm. the her hotel and it's like just the sort of prayer. Yeah. But there's a ton of stuff that's just in the score.
1: <laughs> 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 if you listen for it,
0: it's just like. Deep strings of like a suspenseful movie, but then, like, yeah. <laughs> and it feels like fucking Team America so much of the oh, time. Yeah. There's two terrorists going down Bakalakadaka Street. It's fucking absurd. I love that movie. I so love that much. movie too. Uh, <laughs> he's incredible. Um, so, there's the scene where basically that's happening. And yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. people in, in niqabs all over, mm-hmm. and.
1: Um, and we see like the wind blow one aside, and we see like a man's boot, and you are like,
0: <gasps> "Uh oh, uh oh, there is something going down." You have no idea what's going down. Don't know who this guy you is. You don't know who that guy is. You don't know who any of the teams are. You don't know if one is Americans or the ISI or or anybody. Uh, the ISI is the Pakistani CSI um, CIA. Excuse me. <laughs> um, so many acronyms in this movie. Yeah. Um, none of them are CSI. But then he and then they just like run up to a guy and they all the niqab people who are dressed like you know shrouded women are like actually guys and they take a guy and there's a bunch of yelling and then the scene's over Yeah, it's like okay what who who, what, what was
1: it I don't know what that person is I mean I guess it's like supposed to hint at this like broader thing that's happening where like what we're seeing is only some of the stuff that's happening to make this happen or whatever but like yeah there's a lot of it's so
0: boring there's a ton of like stuff that's supposed to be tense and then just isn't anything yeah. no one gets shot no no there's no stakes that's the problem is no one knows how to set the stakes yeah because they're in like this movie's eyes it's just like there's the CIA woman and there's the CIA man and then there's terrorists
1: yeah and that's and it that's it and everybody in Pakistan is window dressing yeah they are just set. <laughs> they're like props to be like like collateral damage throughout the story. There's like a fucking, there's just a bombing at some point at a restaurant that the main character's at. Oh and yeah. And we never check on any of those people. She just makes her way out and then scenes over. That's no, it. <laughs>
0: unclear why, who,
1: yeah. that doesn't, why was it, she there? The movie expects you. Was it you targeting to... her?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. And then she's just like driving out of a, of a, of her driveway one day, and a bunch of brown guys just open lighter, light, fire her, light her. her up,
1: and then they're like, "You're on a list," and she's like, "Oh no!" And then that's never addressed no. again. She's,
0: but I mean, you'd think that if a CIA agent got made by Al Qaeda,
1: yeah, that would be a big deal, be a big story. Yeah, not a,
0: not a, not a big deal. Um, it's not, it's not ever addressed again. She's yeah. just like, not. That's fine. Who cares? <laughs> um, she goes back to to F, uh, not Afghanistan. Pakistan.
1: Pakistan, yeah. So, okay, so two things I want to talk about before we start to wrap up is, one, no. uh, th- this movie as a relic of the Obama age, mm. and two is um, the the final sequence of raiding the Bin Laden compound. Mm. So, actually, let's talk about that one first, and then we'll okay. circle back to Obama. But I actually love the end. <laughs> Really, I actually really like. Once they get to the compound, I think it becomes really fun, Mm. and it's suddenly a really good movie (laughs) because it's just like at that point it's just an action movie. At that point, you're just watching some like Tom Clancy Rainbow Six ass shit where like it's just dudes with night vision goggles and guns just like going through a compound, clearing rooms. It's like it's like a video game at that point,
0: right? But I think my my issue with that part was that I was just. Bored because I knew what happens. Yes, that's like, true. Like, I knew, well, I knew the story about what happens, which is they fucking kill everybody and Bin Laden and then take his body
1: and then and throw it in the it, ocean. dump it in the ocean. Uh, because, uh, <laughs> hey, we don't want to make a gathering point for terrorists, not because we found a guy who clearly had died a year earlier from dialysis, from, from kidney failure.
0: <laughs> right. We didn't want to do that. So, yeah. for me, I was sort of like... Well, none of these people are going to get hit. And then once there was like a big, like, helicopter crash, I was like, well, I don't remember that part.
1: Yeah, no, that is part of the story. Is that part yeah, of the story? Yeah, they did really crash a what helicopter. color,
0: helicopter. Heli- 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 i guess they don't really make a big deal of it in the story but
1: yeah because it like they it's one of those stupid things where it's like yeah, yeah exactly they crashed the helicopter and like everyone's fine it's not like everybody died on it or anything <laughs> like it's a cool
0: explosion i guess but like yeah. who cares in 2020 you can do that show with cgi yeah it doesn't look that cool so yeah i wasn't impressed i mean like it's the best directed thing in the movie
1: I yeah, will give it that. it's the only part that's cool to watch.
0: <laughs> it isn't staggeringly boring. <laughs> it's just not very exciting because you know they're going to win. Because it has that biopic problem, right? right. You are know, like, when you watch a movie about fucking um, Ian Curtis, you're like, when's he going to kill himself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like... It,
1: it's every like, every crushing disappointment in his life, you're like, is this the one? No, nope, not this one.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's got to meet the wife. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: okay. But next one. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we're getting to 90 minutes here.
0: let <laughs> <laughs> so wrap this up, Ian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it has that sort of problem once it gets there. The whole movie doesn't really have that problem because it's all fake. And yeah. it's like, what is happening? I don't yeah. know. Um. And then at the end, it's like, all right, now we're there. Get him. And then they get him. And then the movie ends by, um, Little Miss Terminator is uh at the fort where they bring Bin Laden's Osama Bin Laden's body. I also love that they call him Bin Laden the whole time, yeah, and, all the time. Like <laughs> they don't have a code name for him. <laughs> they don't. They under-
1: drop it like right at the end where they're like Geronimo. Yeah, like, yeah. All right.
0: And they don't have like got a, it
1: in there. <laughs>
0: they don't have a code name for him. Also, they don't. It's like implied that the CIA doesn't know that the Bin Ladens are like the Bushes of Saudi Arabia, right? <laughs> and they have like a huge construction company that it like is makes billions of dollars. And it's like like yeah. there's also Uday, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's absurd. But so finally, Osama bin Laden's body is at the base and they open up the little bag and she looks at it and she nods at one of the fucking, you know, army guys or seal team six guys. She's like, we did it. She doesn't say anything. She just nods. And then she gets on a fucking plane and then cries.
1: And then that's it. And that's it. Because now you're like, well, what does she do now? This has been her whole life. And you're like, But I I have no investment in this character's life.
0: I want her life to end.
1: Nothing is (laughs) even if you even if you agree with everything that's happened so far, you don't know anything about her At all. She has no traits as a character, except she really wants to get bin Laden. Yeah, she wants to murder murder a man in cold blood. Yeah. Harshly. It is nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking nothing. It's
1: nothing at all. This movie
0: is so crazy.
1: And, like, when you hear people talk about it, like, reviewers, and when you hear, like, Bigelow herself talk about it, like... The idea of this was supposed to be, like, you see, like, the ugliness of all the things that led to catching bin Laden. And, like, you have to ask yourself at the end, was it worth it? But (laughs) you watch Chris Pratt just, like, walk around just like, yo, guys, I got him. And everyone's like, nice. (laughs) And you're like, all right, well, it doesn't seem like you guys have a problem with it.
0: Seems like the movie thinks it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's cool. (laughs) Yeah. she. I, I mean, the woman's acting...
1: I don't know. Whoever who who, who cares? remembers women. That's <laughs> what I want to know. Who remembers women, <laughs> especially if their names
0: aren't Bin Laden.
1: <laughs> um the
0: woman who plays this character, it's not like she's crying because of something. Like that's not even that clear. It's like is she crying cuz it's like out of joy that she finished this mission that she's dedicated years of her life to like that seems more likely than any sort of internal conflict yeah there's no chance that i'm in the theater being like oh wow she's crying it must be because she feels bad that she killed one man yeah you're not (laughs) like that you're not not... there
1: just being like oh she feels something about like it's you you're not confused about why she's crying
0: (laughs) yeah she's crying because it's
1: it's over monumentous what's next you know what what comes after this in her life? She doesn't know.
0: I feel like she'd just be in the moment. She'd be fucking psyched. She's like, Woo, I finally did it. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't
1: it doesn't Either way, this movie fucking sucks this ass. This movie
0: blows and Donkey
1: Dick. So the last thing is is this as a relic of the Obama age, right? It's this coming together of like the the some of the biggest stars of of what would be like the like, the, the the favored media of liberals at the time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have people from, like, two of the most popular comedies of the day, right? The League and Parks and Rec. You have Tony motherfucking Soprano. You
0: have the coach from all uh, Friday Night Lights.
1: Yeah. You have uh, um, the director of... The the Hurt, the Hurt Locker, which is, you know, a lot of people saw as an anti-war movie. I don't know if it was, but people saw it that way. Like, this is all of the liberal art, like, artist class coming together to congratulate President Obama for killing Bin Laden. That's right. what this movie is.
0: Well, there was a big, you know, campaign by right-wingers to say, like, this is a, it was supposed to come out. Right before the election, yeah, uh, for Obama's re-election, and it was seen as like, well, clearly this is like a weird Hollywood ploy to get Obama reelected. Yes, and there was a lot of political pressure. It's absolutely,
1: what it was.
0: <laughs> there was well. It's funny because all of the critics were like, clearly it wasn't. It's a big question if you read the fucking Wikipedia. Like, there was like clearly it's like a questioning of whether it w- if torture was even good or. Like, so is
1: that what this is? Is it like? is that why this got so much fucking praise is because it was like the lady ghostbusters of the day where like <laughs> you're forced to take a stronger like position on it than you would because of who is against it. Oh,
0: a hundred percent because it's, it's definitely like, it's definitely like pro Obama or anti Obama was like the idea of what it is. And right. then what it is, is a hundred percent pro CIA and that's it. And yeah. then, and then no one was like, everyone was like, Oh, bipartisanship we all think it's fine
1: because <laughs> yeah, you remember the the unofficial campaign slogan of the obama re-election campaign was bin laden is dead and yeah. gm is alive general motors oh yeah <laughs> because they've done the auto bailout and and kept the factories open and whatever and right. so the this is what joe biden was going around and saying and, like, it never made it to, like, literature and, like, <laughs> campaign ads and whatever, but, like, Joe Biden was going around saying, Bin Laden is dead, GM is alive. Mm-hmm. That's what the Obama administration's about, and this is them all patting him on the back. This is the liberal version of the that movie they made about Benghazi. Oh, yeah. What was that movie? Do you remember? Mm-mm. I don't remember either, but they made a movie about Benghazi. It's, like, the the they watched it for the... Street Fight once. Yeah, but this is
0: on a different level. Like, this was a, a
1: huge coordinated... Yeah, this is a huge production.
0: Production, yeah, of, like, the state of liberal Hollywood to say, let's make a movie about how good torture was and how w- worth it was to kill bin Laden, and how important that was to kill yeah. bin Laden. And we did it by torturing.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know where they, in the movie, stop doing so much torture... And actually reflect on it is when Obama is when Obama gets elected.
0: Yeah, Obama's not a character, but there is a moment where he's on TV. They're in the middle of a meeting with fucking MSNBC on or whatever, and he's like, "We can't be torturing folks anymore because we're."
1: Yeah, it was like, ah, sassy Like they
0: all are, like, oh shit, <laughs> oh, what's man. he doing? And then they just ignore Rack-a-frack. it. It's like, <laughs> I, I wish I could
1: still be torturing. <laughs> Just kicking dirt around, like, <laughs> oh, mashing man. a hat into the
0: dirt. <laughs> My paw's gonna be mad.
1: Um. <laughs> There's a scene though where like the evil guy uh, like takes the the robot lady aside, and he's like, "Listen, like politics is changing right now. You're gonna wanna ease up off the torture because what's the line? Is like you don't want to be the when when the uh, when the oversight committee comes, you don't want to be the last one holding the leash. Yep. And you're like, fuck, you suck, dude.
0: <laughs> you should all be fu- You should
1: all be hanged. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous that you, you should all exist. be
0: in prison in The Hague.
1: You know who has a really great line in this, though? And it's like the one line from this that I really uh like left it being like, good line. Like, okay. actually, good writing there is when Gandolfini is in the elevator with somebody. And he's like, uh, Gandalfini's trying to get a gauge off of Robot Lady. And he's like, what do you think of her? And uh, the guy's like, She's smart, and then he looks at her. He looks at the guy, and he's just like, "We're all smart." Yeah. <laughs> and then the door closes on the elevator. <laughs> that was pretty great funny. line.
0: <laughs> it was like the
1: only part of the movie that
0: felt like a fucking piece of entertainment. Yeah, that
1: anybody'd written this.
0: <laughs> and I don't even have any love for Sopranos. I've never seen the show. Yeah, you really should. No, I don't like it.
1: I've <laughs> <laughs> never seen it. I've seen one episode. Which episode did you see?
0: The episode where. Um, I don't know. He fucking kills a guy at the end. I don't
1: you know. You got to give it a shot.
0: I'm not going to ever watch that show.
1: <laughs> you got to give it it's a so shot. So annoying.
0: <laughs> um if you can like if you can dislike Breaking Bad, I can dislike Sopranos.
1: You, I watched all of Breaking Bad though. That's I watched your every problem. episode.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I don't I've not seen it and I'm not going to. All um right. so
1: anyway, would you recommend <laughs> Fuck no.
0: <laughs> Fuck no, dude. This movie is honestly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, in terms of writing, in terms of acting, in terms of, like, creativity. Um, zeros. Like, absolute yeah, dog big, shit. Big
1: goose eggs all yeah. the way across. Like, and I've
0: seen, like, Syriana and, like, these other sort of liberal, like, Iraq War movies. Like they exist and they're like at least competent films with acting and storylines and arcs none of that exists in this movie it looks like shit it's directed like shit it's written and it's it's so it's so fucking bad and it's two and a half hours long and then it is honestly one of the most disgustingly vile pieces of propaganda i've ever seen like this movie is. I said to you earlier. Uh, this movie is like if Salo was made by fascists, and the message was, "Isn't it cool?
1: Yeah, it's that cool. isn't
0: it cool to fucking torture naked children and cut their tongues out? That's so cool." Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, no, not gonna recommend that of me either. Um, fuck it sucks. Zero Dark Thirty sucks ass. It sucks and, ass. Uh, good title. For like, uh, what does
0: this title mean?
1: Oh, it's, uh, it's army lingo For... for midnight plus 30 okay so like twelve thirty at night which i guess is what when they launched the raid or whatever who the fuck who cares? cares zero dark 30 sounds like a fucking mountain dew that's what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like it's
0: <laughs> the purple mountain dew
1: um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah no this sucks don't don't watch it
0: if you ever talk to somebody who likes this movie don't ever be their friend
1: and don't, don't talk ever to trust them it. because they probably work for the cia
0: yeah for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway this has been Generation Loss thanks so much for listening thanks for hanging out with us um, subscribe to us on iTunes and rate us and review us and whatever and follow us on Twitter at GenLossPod yep. at Kinematography at Jeremy Thunder. that's right uh, patreon.com slash Generation Loss Generation
0: uh, Loss yeah check out our other shows Balling Out Super uh, BB Politis and uh,
1: see you later see you next time bye,
0: bye.
1: What would you say was kind of the most beneficial thing you did when you were researching for the role?
0: I think the work I'd done, maybe on Chicago Code as a policeman and in, in, in working with Chicago homicide
1: detectives, I'd watched a lot of homicide in, in investigations and interrogations, mm-hmm. and so I had an under, you know—I had some kind of understanding of what an, a good interrogator means, you know, aside from, you know, all the enhanced interrogation techniques, but just in terms of getting somebody to open up and keeping a conversation going and, and, and using those techniques of when you look in, at you know because you're always going to see the truth in somebody's eyes but but you set up that moment to maybe set them off guard or whatever then you bang watch you know so they don't know you know it's 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 that ability to to get somebody to talk that really me. and also the fact that i traveled a lot